So um, I came to the conclusion when I was watching this film that uh, <laughs> you could eat this film is aptly titled Midsummer, but it could also really be titled Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should, that, all, that all happens. It all, it all happens, happens in the yeah. film. They eat, they, they eat a bear. pray in a very, very interesting way. <laughs> And, and they love. And you find love. You find love. You yeah. find love and community. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I, I do like that every, uh, every Ari Aster quote about this, like, you know, and we'll talk about the political dimensions of this, but it's just very funny that he frames this as like, yeah, I wrote this film after getting out of a really bad breakup. <laughs> I was like, dog, what the fuck happened? Oh, I can totally. This is like the, this is the best breakout film ever. This is yeah. a girl boss movie. This it's is a, a girl this boss This is a movie. total girl boss movie right I here. I fucking love this movie so much. <laughs> I'm like a huge, I like when all this shit goes down at the end, I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Good for her. I'm just like set fire to the Good entire for her. It's right it's now. summer or how Danny got her groove back. Greetings, comrades. You're listening to the Ghost Kino podcast, which is a show about socialism, shitposting, and cinema. I'm one of your esteemed armchair revolutionary co-hosts, Connor Beckett, joined as always by my compatriots in the cultural <laughs> vanguard, uh, my co-hosts, Astro and Era, who I, I will uh, let introduce themselves now. <laughs> I, feel, I love it, like the words and adjectives or whatever you use every time are very similar every time, but it's always slightly different, yeah, that, uh, and go I to, love it. Go to little Acapulco every time. Little Acapulco. <laughs> uh, I'm Astro here, uh, drinking some iced coffee, waking up on this fine... We're recording this on a Saturday, which is a, a d- different. It's, it's a different day of the week that we're doing this. So <laughs> very, very we got end. we have a different edition of Astro and, and uh, here today on the show. So everyone, welcome this new, the Saturday version <laughs> of Astro here talking here. <laughs> we got we, a we got a little bit of like hangover ASMR. You get to hear. <laughs> here's the hangover he, he, ASMR. He, here's the ice in my in my here's in the my, ice in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna turn it off right after they're that like, they're like all right absolutely fuck that uh era you want to intro yourself yeah hello comrades friends enemies frenemies it is i era and uh yeah this is a a bright sunny saturday um half my mouth is like recovering i had like some fillings done because uh or like i almost had the way that dennis described it was like it was almost cavities it's almost just want to like yeah so we like want to prevent the actual cavity from happening i've never i've never had a filling before how was that it was uh (laughs) they use this like numbing agent and it's like kind of gnarly it's really weird nice because like I'm func- like completely functional. My mouth is fine. But then like, you know, you wait like two, three minutes, maybe five. And then all of a sudden, like the left side of my mouth started to like get all wonky. I feel like the feeling is slowly coming back. But it was weird. 
Mm. You feel like, uh, do you feel like Christian in Midsummer, paralyzed in the wheelchair and stuck in a bear suit? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I, Every, speaking of uh, the drugs in this movie, though, this is there wait, have uh, been t- one second. Oh. Era. I should I should proper properly intro now. We are, we are talking about Midsummer. This we week. are talking about Midsummer. I forgot. Oh, we yes. did, yeah, we are yeah. talking about Midsummer, <laughs> the esteemed uh, Sofia Coppola film. <laughs> I, w- I would love to see Sofia Coppola's take on Midsummer. On Midsummer, but yeah. we're talking about Midsummer Murders, which is a Mids- British crime drama. No, <laughs> I've never seen that one. Midsummer weird, Murders. Weird. What I would say, like, probably for this is my the, parents the, love the, it. The third A twenty four film we've done on the podcast. Is it? Well, we did. Uh, we did Under Silver the Silver Lake. Lake. Yeah. And what was the other one? Um. Maybe it's just the second one. Wait, I forget. But... What did? Oh yeah. Well, no. <laughs> and the first one was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate. And Willy Wonka. A twenty four presents <laughs> yeah. Willy Wonka and the Child. Oh, Chocolate that now that would rock my world. Is it thing. would be very interesting for sure. I honestly, I'd love that. Um, I'm not gonna actually get into it because this is not about Willy Wonka, but I have some other yeah. opinions. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe but we could do like a revisit. A revisitation on our or like early the, episodes. Uh, we can do a review of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Tim Burton's yeah. version, which is what I wanted to comment on. Uh, speaking of Charlie, before we get into it, um, I think Astro <laughs> and I should give a shout out. Um, the reason I think we're a little low energy tonight or today uh, is because uh, last night we were at our our good friend uh, Charlie Sh- Sosnick, who is a dedicated listener to the show, to my understanding. Oh, really? Yeah, I he, didn't know he, that. He Hi, Charlie. Um, you know, Hello, he, Charlie. <laughs> he did. Uh, cheer up, Charlie. Uh, cheer he did. Up, Charlie. He did. He, he did an absolute banging. Uh, co- he hosts a comedy show in uh, in Brooklyn, oh, which is where yeah. we went, and then we just kind of went with the vibe. The vibes as the saw where the night took us last. It's night. The first comedy show I've seen post pandemic. Yeah, mean, I get. Yeah, like and. It was it was it was very fun to see. So shout out to Charlie there. Shout out to Charlie. Yeah. Shout out to Charlie. Shout and out to Charlie. On that bill, there was a lot of good talented comedians on yeah. that set. Cheers. Cool. Shout out to Charlie. Shout out to all the comedians. Shout out to everyone who came to my my sister's rooftop <laughs> afterwards. The the roof crew and um, gave me too much tequila. It was Billy. It was that, Billy's that, fault. That was all Billy Billy's was fault. <laughs> but um, fuck you. Billy. We watched the um. No, we watched really. the director's cut of it at least connor and i did were you able to figure out how to watch a director's cut era because it was complicated how we figured it out yeah i i had to find some special ways and means yeah well that's like what we were doing it was like so unnecessarily complicated you had to yeah if you wanted to do it legally, which we, I was like, I got to a point where I was like, the Connor, I'm like, let's just pirate this damn thing. Connor's like, ah, not not on my new, <laughs> not on my new laptop, not on my nice new laptop as I get go to my degenerate websites <laughs> to get this shit and just infect it irreparably forever. But we had to like buy the movie for like 15 bucks off of like Apple damn. Apple TV or whatever, yeah. and then we couldn't pull it up on the Apple TV app. And what, like the PlayStation oh, or whatever. So I had to f- go into my iTunes thing on my phone and go into the special features of the film, which are so difficult to find, and then put the director's cut on my phone and then cast it or airplay it from my phone onto the TV. It was so convoluted. I do like that um, we just talk a lot of shit about like 
revolution and like down with the state but uh, but we all were just dancing around the idea of like publicly admitting that we pirated a movie oh i don't give a fuck <laughs> I, pir- I as a filmmaker as a filmmaker okay so yeah i was hiding behind that when i said ways and means <laughs> i legally oh, watched this oh i streamed who, it that, that that's total that's How what i would have done like honestly like as a filmmaker um i am completely pro piracy i feel like it oh only- culture needs to be free Oh, Here. totally. Culture needs to be free, and the only people it hurts are the studios. Studios. Like, exactly. Yep. It doesn't hurt the artist. The artists have already gotten paid for their film. The, yeah. I don't think A24 is hard up for cash. So. No, A24 is not hard up for cash. So it's like no, what, maybe like 10 years ago, out. but now yeah. not anymore. So, um, you know, so anyway, just, the yeah. drugs of this movie. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, if we could circle, also, yeah, just one thing real quick about the director's cut I wanted to say. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Era, when you suggested this film, uh, and it became like, you know, maybe I'm just like an idiot um, and I just like didn't recall um, uh, a whole lot of like subtext that's happening in this film the first time I watched it. But I was like, man, what's like what's the what's the uh, anarchist uh, anarcho-communist like entry point <clears throat> or like, you know, social criticism that I can get in this film because I always looked at it as a breakup as a breakup film. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on not even subtextually, just as, t- as text that gives us an entry point to, cr- to critique this from a critical theory angle. But the director's cut makes it abundantly clear, I will say, like with a nice, a couple of nice little additions um, that I think like lays open uh, the underlying themes of like white supremacy. And, and I, what, I, what I saw as national socialism in this film um, that I just wasn't really looking for the first time I saw this in theaters. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, a couple of years ago. I'm, I, I've heard like some analysis from the regards to white supremacy and stuff in this film, but I haven't um, explored it too in depth. So I'm very interesting to get into that in a little bit and yeah. explore that. But, but we, yeah, but we should circle back to, uh, we were talking about drugs. Yeah. Tell what, what yeah. were you going to say about the drugs in this film? Cause I have some thoughts too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I've only encountered two specific, uh, like scenes um one of which is in this movie that like in terms of like tripping and uh getting the actual like as close to visually possible for non-drug users what it would be like Mm -hmm. uh the scene where they're like just getting into sweden and they've got that like very very well done like so fucking spot like that's if you don't want to take if you don't want to trip but you want to know what it might be like watch that sequence yeah and then the other sequences shout out taking woodstock in the van taking woodstock i haven't seen that one i've only seen that sequence (laughs) what do they do they do acid or they do like yeah Ah, i see it's well like that's what like connor and i were both talking about and i remember like the first time i watched this film was like a like a month or so after i had done mushrooms for the first time and like i almost like freaked out because i was like am i flashbacking watching some of these scenes and i'm like no it's just the movie this is like movie is probably the very most trippy a- the most accurate general. portrayal of psychedelics that i've ever seen yeah probably yeah that that was uh i, I noted that the i clocked that the first time i saw this and then like we were watching it back like this time and i was like yeah all right <laughs> like whoever's in charge of like visual design for this film or like any sort of like like visual effects Chef's like kiss. got 
like was right on the money in terms of the like exactly specifically the effects of doing not like not just hallucinogenics but i feel like mushrooms well yeah it's very specific i felt like it was very specific to like psilocybin very much so and like i just remember watching i watched it again like a little while back after i had a very um very traumatic bad bad experience on psilocybin and I remember watching this movie, and I was just like, oh, Ari Aster has had some bad trips. I, yeah. can, I can tell this man <laughs> has had his share of bad trips because, like, that scene exactly where you're talking about where they're just sitting underneath the trees and shit for the first time and and just, like, vibing out, and then Danny starts having, like, a panic attack and really just starts I wanted spying. to reach out and be like, depressed. Deep exactly. Like, like okay. touch, touch like, some grass, touch the leaves. I've only, yeah, I've only... So I actually I haven't done uh, psilocybin or, or mushrooms. I've only done uh, acid, mm-hmm. and still I got the like same kind of or like very similar ask type feelings for that. And it was just like you know, for me it's like experiencing someone having a bad trip. It's like what can I do to like help? Exactly. Like we all gotta like make this out together and be good. Like exactly because it's so much fucking fun and amazing. Well, yeah. Well, I'm it, in recovery, so I shouldn't like. I'm not in. You know, I'm whatever. Not, but this Everyone is our experiences. What, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think th- this the stuff specifically like texturally uh, in that first like scene where they're doing mushrooms. Like you see the movement of textures on like the, in the tree bark. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, it indulge me yeah. in a personal personal anecdote real quick um about <laughs> like i think the second time that i did mushrooms um was with a friend who i whose name i almost just said but i was like <laughs> i don't think I, I don't think he's consented to me telling the story in uh, in a public uh public forum i'll call him uh, johnny walker johnny walker okay. yeah <laughs> it's my good friend johnny walker he lives in seattle now um <laughs> makes it makes it easy for people who know me to sort of suss out who i'm talking about <laughs> we were uh we were up on my roof in dc it was like president's day weekend uh 2018 so mm-hmm. we were doing it on a saturday so that we would have off sunday if we were feeling pretty gnarly to recover yeah, just chill out um and we were like up on my roof um which was like a slanted roof and had like this uh this textural thing going on as and it looked like the texture was kind of dripping off uh the roof like it was like it it just felt like everything was like sliding like uh, off the roof and i was yeah. like that's i was like we need cool. to be anywhere but here right now <laughs> well that's why i love the reactions of like the one the eyebrow kid or whatever he's like that's not normal yeah. why is it light out still and he's like, like just lie down he's like i'm going to lie down dude just like he was the he's the guy that like is having a bad trip, says like like vocalizes it and then ruins it. <laughs> ruins for it everyone for else everybody. It causes a panic attack. Like literally exactly. everyone's having a great time and then you gotta fucking like I've been <laughs> in that experience before oh, totally. and I wanted to fucking kill this kid. Oh no, I mean, like, can you th- shut up, please? I'm having a good time. In You're ruining theme, my good time. I w- in- Oh, yeah, God. No, in theme with uh, the Ghost Kino podcast, there I'd like to point out uh, <laughs> multiple type of guys in this film. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The first and one being eyebrow kid. Yeah, well, I, eyebrow kid is definitely a type of guy. I, I want to say, I want to say that. Yeah, I forgot look, look. he was in this movie. I was like, "Your fucking ugly mug is in this movie, isn't it?" <laughs> tune, tune in to Ghost Kino for like cultural and like class analysis from a left to angle, but more importantly, tune in as we suss out the types of guys in every film. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and the, every film's got a type of god that we find <laughs> um yeah so 
I, I know we want to keep calling him Eyebrow Kid, but I do want to say Will Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Sorry, yes. Will Poulter. You're very mm-hmm. Will Poulter's a very good actor because he plays these types of roles very oh, yeah. well. Yeah. So no no yeah. talking. He's no like shit. Jesse Plament. Exactly. Yeah. No, no shit talking. <laughs> no shit talking to you as an actor and performer. You're just like no, your just, your eyebrows. just your eyebrows. Just your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. I um, I think uh, Astro and I had a couple of uh, comments about his character of Mark, which, by the way, this is like at time at most of the time, not a really like super uplifting and fun film. No. Um, but like mm-hmm. Mark is a character. Will Poulter, what he does, like is uh, I, I think I think his role is undersung in terms of analysis, like. The, 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 he's the, the dude bro yeah the degree of like comedic relief that he provides oh, is he, like exactly. yeah like just helps like just really helps during like moments where i'm like jesus christ this is tough um, I, yeah i just love seeing like some of the scenes where like there's these beautiful like like you know structure and composition of nature and shit and you see a puff of like <laughs> e-cig smoke come out and <laughs> you're like oh, what the yeah. fuck are you doing just a plume like, of uh, you, and then he dies because he pisses on a tree which is incredible i am spoiler extreme like this whole can, thing spoiler <laughs> you could tell like right from the very beginning like uh he's like oh, is that fucking day it is not denny again like all right you totally get like who he is as a person how he views <laughs> women and relationships but then as soon as they start talking about sweden he's like oh the fucking fuck some ch-. like he doesn't say but he pretty much says he's like yeah, we're gonna like go to some strip clubs and like fuck some women right and, like yeah. he's and the other like you could just tell, like, uh, well, you, as soon as he started talking shit on Sweden, I'm like, you're gonna die, and I'm gonna love it. Oh, yeah. you're gonna deserve it. Like you deserved you're, you're it. You're gonna get Michael Myers because he gets turned into a Michael yeah. Myers mask. Yeah, he gets lured by a lured by a Swedish succubus. Into, oh yeah, a Swedish succubus. I forgot into, about into that. the woods. He's uh, just like, I'm gonna. She's gonna show me the thing. Yeah, and yeah. just walks away. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna. Uh, bye. Uh, <laughs> which you know definitely can. Uh, I would say in my my in my thirstier youth, um, definitely I, I would say in my <laughs> in my in my undergrad, wow. like I'm just like I'm like looking at this, I'm like you know uh, as a, as a as a wizened twenty uh, six year old, you know the end of my life, um, and I'm like uh, <laughs> uh, and we're I'm, extremely old here on yeah. Kino. I'm like I'm like you fucking idiot, like like clearly there's something amiss here, but like you know me at twenty three, I would have been like uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I, check I, out yeah. the thing. Yeah, I don't know what this. I don't know what this babe's trying to show me in the woods. But I'm going that way too. Um, um, let's. I want to. Let's circle back though to kind of what you were saying um, in the beginning about yes. this film really diving into the aspects of uh, national socialism. Right. Yeah. And found on more on that. Yeah. So so there's a couple of things that like you know. Um, well, I feel like this is the case with all Ari Aster films is they definitely necessitate repeat viewing because of there's course. like oh yeah. um, absolutely at, very much as is the case with uh, Hereditary, which yeah. has like a whole lot of foreshadowing. Going Every time on. I watch Hereditary, I see something different. Yeah. And I, I and I and I felt the same way about this film in terms of um, love like both certain, of these movies. Have you seen have, also just to sidetrack quick? Have yeah, you seen any of his short film works? I, I have not. I haven't either. But no. I've heard. That, I've been like, meaning to. He has like he did a short film or something i think from like afi or something that I yeah it's called yeah, yeah. but um it was like a thesis there and it's supposed to be incredible. It's like the trouble with the robins or yeah it's like a family like th- it's like about a family or something but it's incredibly fucked up from what i've heard so yeah I've, oh I yeah check a lot of yeah i definitely would like to check that out but um so yeah i said that uh <clears throat> like i i was tr- I, like i was struggling originally like when we were we said we were going to do this film to like 
find like some sort of political angle in again because i was looking at it just as like a breakup film Mm -hmm. um but obviously there's like a lot of stuff going on here that merits uh an extended conversation and uh, and like i said some of that comes from the the director's cut the first most notable inclusion uh is this one of the the initial scenes in the car when they're driving into the 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 horga um yeah is uh in, and I pointed this out when we were watching this, and, and you said that it was in the in the in the cinematic release, but it wasn't actually. It's when they point out that um, that Josh is William William Jackson Harper, I believe is the name of the actor. Um, he's uh, he's got a book. Oh entitled, yeah, with the Nazi symbolism. Yeah, the secret Nazi language of the Uthark is uh, is what is the is the fictitious book that he's got. And I That's was lo- fictitious. Oh yes, really? I was looking online. Um, I couldn't see like I couldn't find anything about it like being an actual text. Mm-hmm. Um, now there now there's a very real like real world connection between um like Swedish occultism and like Swedish folk religions yeah. and um, yes. like I like ideas of you know Aryanism and like and white supremacy specifically, like, mm-hmm. you know, um and not just like not just like white supremacy but Nazism specifically. Yeah. Um but I think that pointing that out, um, as well as the fact that uh, and I, I mentioned this to you last night. The banner that you see in that initial shot, the very, the very famous, I think, midsummer like shot, like the upside where, down, yeah, thing? Where, yeah. Where, where the camera flips, mm-hmm. um, is uh, it's a banner for um, a far, like a far right political party in Sweden. Really, yes. really, um, yes, it is. Yeah, um, wow. It's specifically got an anti-immigrant uh, message written on it. Wow. So, do you know what? Do, do you have any like translation or anything of it, or no? Not on hand. Sorry, I just. How did uh, you know that? I would just by like looking online, I look, I wanted, to, I was just thinking about like, um, moments in the film that like, you know, I like as an English speaking audience, like mm-hmm. we might not be, uh, cued in on, um, yeah. that, that alludes like what happened later on. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's a banner for an anti-immigrant political party. So I think that, so I think that those two, uh, scene, like those two elements concurrent, um, as a framing device for what we see with um, the commune makes like sort of I- ideas of like national socialism in this film uh, that are like subtext to this uh, mm-hmm. this film that's about a breakup like a little bit more pertinent and like more relevant than like me than like film criticism that's kind of going off the deep end like 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 Ari Aster is definitely like begging this question and like begging this discussion. yeah for sure I mean especially with the fact that like that Nazi book is not even a real text so that yeah. was created for a specific reason and included for very specific reasons and it and it is in the uh the cinematic release too but it's only on the table oh uh, so you did it's not commented on in, it's just in, jo- just... in Josh's apartment yeah mm. I mean it's it's okay. th- that's cla- which is classic Ari Aster yeah by very the way. classic um but yeah, yeah, so I was, so I, you know, I was thinking about that in like, um, just in the context of like what we see in the in the horga in terms of like gender relations and, um, I would say, just general like communal relations like in this very like small knit community, and it does, you know, it really did bring to mind like ideas of um, like national socialism, this idea of sacrifice for the good of a single indi- mm-hmm. uh, like of an individual people if you will like the idea of sacrifice for the sake of the community and um and we and we see that in a couple of different ways probably the most you know jarring is the atastupa scene um 
I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about like. I love that scene so much. It definitely it it reflects. Just, oh, <clears throat> that re- scene is beautiful. Yeah, to be honest, it's a beautiful scene, and it, I think it reflects like you know one of the core tenets of like fascism is the thing is is the is the idea that individual noble bloody sacrifice is necessary yeah. for the for the good of the whole. Um, but also, was, go ahead. But also, uh, the uh, yes to that, but also. Um, a very uh, eugenic outlook too. Like yeah, we can yes. only yeah. serve a purpose for our society for so long, and then you just sort of die at a certain age. You take up space and you're useless, and yes. you serve yeah. no more. You wow. serve no purpose. So, so yeah. So and that's why I'm that that I like, brought this. I have a story actually with this scene uh, in particular because. Uh, the first time I watched it, not this past August, but uh, I guess August, uh, not this past October, but two Octobers ago. Uh, and I, when we were in person teaching, we had these things called like circles or like circle questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, after seeing that scene, I was like, I know what my circle is going to be. Uh, on Monday or two or whenever I'm in back in school. And so, um, I asked, um, you know, I provided the background seeing the scene. They're like, I think they're 70 or 75. And then it's like, you know, then they have their deal and then they, uh, yeah, sacrificial suicide pretty much. And, uh, I'm like, do you think that, um, at a certain age, like, I forget exactly how I phrased the question, but I phrased it uh, in kind of like a philosophical, ethical, you know, so that students can come up, like, can think about this, like, and I only asked it, I think, with the seniors because they're the older kids. Yeah. Um, You know, it's also, like, very heavy, but... I, I wish I could remember exactly how I asked it, but I was pretty... But the basic question was, like, when we reach a certain age, like, should we, you know, have we fulfilled our purpose in in life or in society or whatever? Like, the point that was the point that this movie was making. And so, like, do you well, agree or disagree? Or well, well, and and real quick before oh, yeah, yeah, go I was on. gonna say, um, specifically, is your is your purpose benefiting a specific like? like ethno state is the thing like you know is yeah like, an you know, ideology an ideology yeah yeah and so i think when you like look at like those relationships like you know between like within the community like what like the responsibility that you have as you know perhaps an older individual as well as the very much gendered nature of the work like within the, mm-hmm. the community mm-hmm. it starts to you know res- re- very much you know resemble uh, the uh, the end results of like a white ethno state essentially. Well, the, that kind of your question that you, um, you posed to your students era reminds me of um, this. I was lis- I I like to listen to a lot of lectures and talks from the composer John Cage, and he was talking about at one point how. We, as right now in society, I mean, it was like in the 60s when he gave this talk, but I think it kind of means it's the same today. We as humans right now can are capable of living longer than we have ever had the capability to have before in, in modern history. And so 
before our lives are much shorter where people were dying in their 50s or 60s and such. And so we kind of felt that like once you reach your 50s, your 60s, your life is over and then you stop changing, you stop doing anything and like the rest of your life is just kind of waiting to die. Mm-hmm. And Cage was talking about how this notion is incredibly ridiculous in modern day and how it's stifling to um, individual growth where it's like we can live so much longer so we can do so much more with ourselves and transform ourselves and change and find meaning if we accept that like you know life does not end at 50 or 60 but rather we have 20 30 more years onto that and there's so much we can learn and grow and do in that time and change instead of just kind of waiting around to die and so it's kind of like the inverse of um that's a much more um anarchist kind of point of view of it as opposed to what the film presents is a much more like communal not like national socialist kind of view i feel right and And yeah, it's good. Um, in general, I think this film brings up a very interesting cl- question about how um, a lot of national socialism can be not a lot, but certain types of uh, fascistic or Naziistic ideas, can, and the interwoving the um, the link between that and like. Uh, archaic pagan cultures and shit like that is also um, rooted in a relationship to um to colonialism from outside sources as well like i think about um a lot of this reminds me of the norwegian black metal scene in the 90s where which which i did a lot of like research into yeah ahead of this and came up with like i i just learned a lot but i was like mm-hmm. i don't know how any of this i'm glad that you're bringing this in because i couldn't find an entry point to oh because like, i i i this is like this is totally like this reminds me like this is like take see, a sip of iced coffee yeah take that sip but if i could just say real oh, quick it. it's interesting um but well astro you're talking about this connection with uh black and death metal um but also uh connor with national socialism or nazism and fascism because um i still or i uh, you know i'm like probably the first thing i'm going to do once we get off this is like rewatch this but like (laughs) i have not seen this like in either really of those lenses the connection i make with this movie is with the og wicker man which oh, like, i definitely I see fucking that love well. the, uh, I, I watched that movie for the first time earlier this year i'd never seen it before the before. and Sorry. uh pagan like for me paganism is more like yes the, it can be i want to be careful how i phrase it but like you know kind of like uh with any other major religions like it can be used for the purposes like created for and then also like astro you were saying uh very neo colonialistic and imperialist uh reasons as well and and um i just like well yeah why don't you go for well, yeah, because explaining that it kind of ties into this complicated relationship that paganism has and uh so and socialism not socialism but nazism and nationalism the relationship that it has with paganism specifically in like scandinavian countries like norway and such mm. it's very interesting because um 
the black about their um, nationalism, nationalism, paganism, and like um, anti-colonialism were very big in the black metal scenes in Norway at the time because a lot of these young people in Norway um, felt that their culture was like essentially like they're like something that was very famous and like talked about a lot in the news at the time was like the burning of churches that um, different yeah. people like Burzum and Mayhem and all those different bands or whatever. This is in the, the 80s. Right? Yeah, the yeah. 80s and like yeah. 90s where like um, they were burning churches and like people initially like saw that as like, oh, you know, trying to be like edgy, like anti-Christianity. But what really what like the real um, impetus for the church burnings in Norway was because many of these churches and these Christian churches were um, built upon pagan pagan ritual sites and sacred sites of that yes. were from pa- the pagan religions of before and before the Roman Empire essentially um, took over and um, well, I forget just took over and implemented Christianity, the Holy Roman Empire, not the not the pagan Roman Empire. But when the Holy Roman Empire um, um, invaded Norway and such, they um, destroyed their sacred pagan sites and they built churches on top of them. And so there was this revival movement of um, nationalism in like the 80s and 90s in the black metal scene uh, people being like our culture has been taken away from us we have been colonized we are going to destroy our colonizers and create like this almost like ethno state where it became that's where they became the church burnings came from but then this ideology that was rooted in a kind of like understandable anti-colonialist point of view then gets expedited further into nationalism where it's not only saying we need to get rid of the colonialistic influences of Christianity or the Roman empire or whatever. It becomes the point that our, we have been um, soiled by our, our, our perfect blood or our perfect bloodlines or whatever and stuff like that are being bastardized. We need to get back to our traditional strengthen roots. the nation. Exactly. Yeah, the heart and, so, and soul of the nation. And I think that what like what you're talking about there, Astro, in like a historical context and it also in this film too, is that the framing of these ideas of <clears throat> like nationalism and like uh like ethnic history mm-hmm. itself is uh is not the monolith that fascists would lead you to believe that it is. Exactly. It's it's the sort of thing that is rewritten in, in a specific political context. Mm-hmm. Um and which was very much the case, I would say, in the 80s and 90s in terms of, like, the individuals or, like, groups' relationships with, like, this uh, this very old pagan tradition. Uh, you know, it uh, it, is pra- it is practiced in a specific context to mm-hmm. manifest political goals that are not necessarily, like, you know, indicative of... Uh, this like a centuries older millennia old struggle. It's 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 very much a modern thing. Though fat though you know fascists will always frame it as uh, some as as this mighty return to return to roots. It's like it's 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 far more fungible than uh, than they would they would lead you to believe as an individual. Um, yeah, it's I, not I, entirely uh, reserved for far right political purposes as oh, well. Though, yeah, so, I mean, that's true. Because I, uh, to a certain extent, like, uh, identify as pagan, Mm -hmm. um, friends and know people who are witches and Mm -hmm. who are also, like, communists and socialists. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, like, for me, like, like, being, 
my personal connection is like being Irish and identifying a lot with uh, early Celtic rituals and mm-hmm. symbols and, and uh, folklore and myths and, and whatnot. But it is super important, though, to like if you're getting involved in this kinds of in these kinds of things or um, if you're if it's a world you want to get more into, it's extremely important to know, like to pay attention. Uh, one easy way to suss out a lot of like the politics of, of that are within these communities um, and, and uh, religions and spiritualities is looking at the symbols they use, mm-hmm. how they're being used and then also um, the like kinds of there's a it's like a lot of coded language. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, something like I feel because like I at one point I definitely at one point in my life definitely identified as a pagan, not so much anymore, but like I definitely have identified with that with that culturally as well before, and like yeah. I've explored different religions throughout my life or ideologies. Yeah, and something that I've come to learn over the years is that religion, no matter what religion it is, is not inherently good or bad. Religion is neutral; people are not. Yes, yeah, and so, exactly, and yes. like. And that's and that's what I feel like you know that's very interesting about this film because I definitely don't see this film as like um, an anti-pagan film, if not anything, a pro-pagan yeah. film. But like, it's more of the the. Um, it's very interesting how um, it's that pe- messaging. The if sorry to cut you oh, off, no, but it's you. like the kind of the pro, co- seemingly I should say pro-communalistic and mm-hmm. not. And I say it's important to say and distinguish communalistic versus communism, mm-hmm. but uh, but mm-hmm. also the pro-pagan messaging. Um, that to me, those two strong messaging things uh, it make it hard for me to see uh, the national socialism and, and Nazism and fascism that's also clearly evident in the, in, in this movie. Yeah. And yeah, if I could say like one more thing to like that point, I want to say, and I think, yeah, I think think we've almost gotten all the, all the juice out of this nut. You you don't get juice out of a nut. That's not the expression. Uh, Cashew, uh, almond milk. Okay. We've gotten gotten almost all the almond milk. Milked this nut. Yeah. We've, we've milked this nut quite a bit, but um, (laughs) I I, I think uh, the, the last point that I wanted to make to, uh, to this and like, you know, bringing it, a little bit back to the film because we've gotten we've gotten a little off track, but I think it's no. Fun. But I think it's all related. Are, I think. Yeah, 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 it's all related. These yeah, are all yeah. important conversations. Yeah. Um, I th- I think that like uh, as a, the relationship between um, out groups, um, specifically folks who have been invited to the commune, mm. and the folks in the commune themselves uh are um, and who they choose to stay in the commune yes who they like the way in which uh like who gets who gets to live danny um you know and a decision that i think is you know to a degree motivated by whiteness uh and purity oh yeah uh not only that but then also no strings attached like i think from the moment that to kind of circle what you're saying connor uh, circle what you're saying back to the film as soon as um fucking terrible boyfriend uh mentions 
that Danny's going to be, he invites Danny coming to the trip and then all of it, like she walks in the front of the apartment and then uh, Pell is showing her a picture. Like to me from that moment on, the the goal of Pell, his mission then is May Queen. Because uh, he yeah. already, because he, you know, he identifies uh, or apologizes to her by saying, you know, uh, it's extremely terrible what what happened. Sorry about what you're going through or whatever. And uh, he knows from that mo that that point on, like, it, well, now she's coming. Her entire family's dead, and uh, she can come live with us now. Yeah. I, I had an uh, an abandoned tangent that I wanted to bring, uh, like up in relation to that, like the sort of Danny's in, uh, in, uh, getting into the good graces with the commune, um, as somewhat emblematic of the ways in which um, isol- isolated, predominantly white men in America fall into uh, white nationalism, um, through, like through that degree that 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 feeling of isolation, but. I'm not sure if that necessarily has the legs to stand on. Well, um, I, I definitely think it does because yeah. I, I definitely like, I mean, they prey on her. Yeah. Well, and clearly. Initially, like, I mean, like when I first saw this film, I initially kind of viewed it more for the lens of a cult of a, of a cult. And um, obviously we're doing like, I mean, I think it could still apply to cult uh, psychology, but I think, you know, I think something like uh, far right white nationalism in America could be is comparable to cults. And it's how, um, Cults target and um, and basically overwhelm isolated individuals who either have trauma or feel cut off from society and don't feel listened to, and immediately give them what they have been deprived of. Mm-hmm. And by giving by giving them what they have been deprived of, they feel a sense of security and genuine care and being heard and listened to, and that's exactly how they indoctrinate yes. and. Um, Exactly, because this is like we see that clearly with with Danny in this uh, fascist pagan communal society, which is uh, different than the uh, from under the Silver Lake, the more uh, bohemian bro type cult like dog. Dog, you just said that. I I think. Fuck. Oh, oh, a woman wearing an owl's mask isn't. The They're knocking. That's oh, what's knocking shit. at the door. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. And but yeah. To, but which is still uh, right. Very like right politically. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're fucking capitalists and and whatever. But like this distinction here is like capitalism and just like conservative traditionalist rightist versus like literal fascist like. Well, th- yeah, th- yeah. this cult is not about controlling the world like it is and like under the silver. Like this is not about like world domination. It's about creating like a pure state that is separate from everything. It's yeah. kind of like they have no desire to even be known by the world because it's like they have created this pure utopian version of what they view of society and it's yeah. like it cannot be touched or tethered or yeah. anything like that so they don't have there's not like this desire of control but rather just solely controlling their piece of whatever they feel of land or whatever in their community yeah and then and then and that ties into i would say their relationship with outsiders um which you know i think again is like it's like watching this and like thinking about like 
uh, Nazi ideas of what it was like, uh, like Lebensroman. I don't speak, I don't speak fucking German. Lebensraum. Lebensraum. Living yeah, room, living, living room, space. Yeah. So yeah, but I was thinking, thinking about that in like, in terms of like, uh, in like this, this small community as, uh, as an example of like what, you know, fascist states do is, uh, is extrapolate, uh, the view, the view of the outside, the view of anybody who's not within the in-group, uh, it, is that you know th- th- there's only a utilitarian view as it relates to uh anybody who's not part of the in-group is what i'm saying yes. and you and you, yes. and you see and you see everyone that, yeah and you see that in terms of the fact that folks are brought to the slaughter here um specifically to manifest uh you know a, a, a benefit for the community um you know they, they look at this ritual as uh, beneficial to uh, like a good harvest season, um, and that and that and that's the reason that you know predominantly, well, well, three individuals of color die uh, indiscriminately, uh, yeah. and uh, but but the but the the way in which the community interacts with um, Christian, uh, not Christian, uh, Pell's brothers, friends from London, yeah, as well as their their interaction, the way that the way that Josh gets done at the end, where you see, like, obviously gets burned in the effigy, but he, he does not get the spread eagle um, ceremonial yeah. butchering that that the, that white characters get. Wait, uh, which yeah. one was Josh? Josh is William Jackson Harper. He's the uh, he's the one who's doing the um, he, he's the black the, grad. The yeah, thesis, the other thesis guy. Yeah, no, no, yeah, not Christian. The the, the yeah, the, yeah, 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 the one who gets uh, bludgeoned. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah. You uh, fucking you. Yeah, uh, Mark gets a cool Mike Myers face mask made out of his skin. Uh, what does Josh get? F- fucking bonk. Yeah, bon- <laughs> bonked on the back of the head bur- and buried with a single foot up in a ditch. I did feel like the most brutal fucking thing was like, and like the most one of the most unsettling parts of the film is when you see the one uh, fiance from England still living, but being like essentially like living being uh gutted alive with their lungs held up by fish hooks yeah. inside that barn where it's like they are living but not at all like sentient and it's yeah. just like that was the one of the most unsettling things i have ever seen super gnarly and, but um yeah oh, sorry if you have more to say very yeah. punk rock i i think the the yeah <laughs> one one more thing i wanted to say as it relates to like the relationship within the community is that um there and, and another thing that fascism like I think emphasizes is that there's no such thing as an individual experience um, for the group, and we see that in the way the ways in which uh, the group interacts uh, when during the Atastupa scene where one member of their community is in pain. It's the idea that this is like that yet there is no individuality. If one person feels pain, and like you know, it is, is reflected in that, and you also see that um, in what is perhaps the best sex scene in any contemporary <laughs> film um, where uh, where uh, this this whole uh, uh, group of women sex magic yeah are, are doing sex magic but also like you know exp- like you know sharing an ecstasy sharing, is the thing. sharing an orgasm together yeah. collective orgasming and getting getting no, those getting those hands right up on Christian's butt. Oh my god! When they grab like, his get, butt, and he's like, "What the fuck?" But like, that, something like, I was there. about to comment on that scene was that whole theme of that sex magic, all that bullshit was like, um, was like not that bullshit, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But like that whole um that whole scene was like um, you've done it like, now. Pal's gonna come in. <laughs> but it's like fuck um, you. it's this idea also of like um. It kind of also brings these idea of eugenics and uh, and bio and um, 
genetic genetic um genetic supremacy in regards to like they pre-selected almost christian to like because like they were talking about the issue of um of inbreeding and stuff and yeah the, and the problems that that can arise from yeah. inbreeding well, and so, yeah and, th- and this gets to what like what i was saying is like you know they've extrapolated value from christian exactly um like he's not he's not he's brought there as an outsider like mm-hmm. solely to provide a degree of utility to yeah the, the, the ideal of the-, the ideal sperm and it's like the moment that he he finishes inside this chick He's like immediately cast away, and like none of the ch- none of no one cares about Christian anymore. After that's like, all right, you've served your purpose. Now get the fuck out of here. I do, I do like the comment that you made, Astro, when we were watching this, and he <laughs> runs out. You're like, you're like that that guy's got post nut clarity. Oh yeah, because he just runs out. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I'm like, this man, here comes the post nut clarity right here. Yeah, <laughs> the full um, realization of what he's done, idiot. Maybe uh, like you know, we got like you know, ten or so minutes left. I, I'd like to focus on some of the other like fun stuff that we noted in this film. Uh, mainly I wanted to, um, color gonna, theory. I want to, I want to put, uh, I want to put Astro on blast re- real oh quick God. for, uh, for, <laughs> in, for, for insisting that this film is an indictment on all anthropologists. And as someone who, <laughs> as somebody who studied anthropology to a, 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 a large degree, specifically on far right circles in college, <laughs> I take, I take grave offense. Oh, and, take and, that grave offense. And, take I, it. and I will not, and I will not stop this discussion until I have satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> this film was literally like, I mean, I do think that like, it's so interesting because of how complicated this film is. Because, yes, and I think I agree. It, 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 um, it, like that's why I said it reminds me of like the 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 whole issue of uh, Nazism and nationalism and the black metal scene. Because a lot of, there's a there's a very complicated relationship between like these fascistic communal societies or whatever, but they're also being exploited and subjected to colonialism from other sources, which also stokes the own fire of their nationalism and their fascism. And so it's a very, like, as I said, like as fucked up as this commune is and the uh, Naziistic or fascistic ideas that it might be subtly implying with it, this um, essentially, regardless of that, this commune in this community is essentially viewed as like, a subject by these uh, anthropology grad students yeah. and they yeah. do not give a rat's ass about any ethics or anything about that. They hear, they purely view this thing as a, uh, as a uh, research as research. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, th- and I, I will say the only, uh, the only good thing that Christian the does in this of film, academia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 colonialist like elements of academia mm, which is a whole yeah. other like hour-long conversation mm. um yeah but the only the only good thing that i think that uh christian says or does in this film is is takes the uh is applies a degree of like cultural relativism to the Atastupa scene. Yeah, that's the only thing he's like. Oh, well, we put people in nursing homes, yeah. and which is which honestly is, is exactly. correct. Yeah, which is which yes. is not a bad. I was like, I like, I, it, I was just thinking about the Onion article where it's like heartbreaking. The worst person you know, ha- like, is correct about something. Yeah, the worst person you know has made a good point. Yeah, and it's yeah. I was like, he's like, like, well, we fucking do the same thing. But and I was like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah I'm like, I mean, you're and, such a f- I mean, I did a good point. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, like, you know, as uh, you know, anybody who like I think approaches like anthropology, like I have always, and I don't think this my my viewpoint on it, like as a subject is is novel, but I do think that like you know, trying to 
demystify from your own preconceptions of what is what is normal mm-hmm. other human behavior yes mm-hmm. and like and, mm-hmm. and approach things with an open mind which that I think, is why i love this scene and yeah, why like that was the goal of that circle was like look at our norms i told you about this scene in this movie and what happens to these two characters like what do we define as normal yeah. for us mm-hmm. and and how is their normal with that uh scene like how's that normal compared to our normal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. i mean well that's why i always found as uh disturbing or shocking that scene can be for a lot of people i always found that scene to be one of the least um, appalling scenes in the film yes. for me because I was like the most I mean, realistic. Yeah, where it's like I saw it and like it's a brutal, terrifying thing. But I saw it and I was like, this is really no different than like this is no better or worse than anything we how we treat exactly. our elders in our own society. And it's like I am more disturbed by like the state that we put. Um, our senior citizens and the yes. the system we do in taking care of them and essentially in America we just uh, we don't even want them to be seen and so we just instead of uh, euthanizing them we just allow them to suffer in these uh, these horribly kept communities and if they're not horribly kept they're incredibly expensive on the dime of the family yeah I yeah think, especially yeah. as someone who can like I know for me personally the one of the ways in which that scene speaks is what you were just hinting at Astra, which is like, you know, I've at least tried to make it clear to uh, my parents and, and other family members, like, you know, uh, I do not want to be a vegetable. Like if I'm in the hospital and under a coma or something like, and there's only so much that can be done or, you know, after X amount of months, like, I just like that's not in existence. I don't want to be kept alive just to be alive. Like no, exactly. I very much agree. And like probably when I like, and I don't know what's gonna happen to me or whatever. Like I don't fucking know shit. But about yeah. But uh, you know, if I ever reach a certain age and like, you know what? I feel like I've already lived a fulfilling life. Like. If, fucking i'm gonna like if i i just want the option of euthanasia if if um if i have kids and i was a geriat and like someday if i'm a geriatric old fuck and they're like if i found out my kids are gonna try to put me in a nursing home i would probably do the stupa i would just walk yeah. off a cliff <laughs> i'd be like all right here we go I, 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 I like one last hurrah like that is that fucking scene exactly. from uh groundhog day like yeah exactly just, like getting in a nice car driving it off the cliff that's what yeah. i would do what um I, what one more thing about the out of stupid that astro and i observed was you know it really is all about technique you can't pencil that oh <laughs> uh, you can't pencil oh, that yeah. shit what yeah. was he thinking he what, was you, gonna you, do you try to make a small splash dog no <laughs> man you got a belly flop or else you're never come or else you're gonna be or you fucking. gotta like flip in midair, do so a front flip, land yeah. on your <laughs> head. You want to get on? That's the only you thing I want. Get, like, that's the only thing I want. Is it, in, in the director's cut, is Christian saying, "Do a flip, <laughs> do a flip." Um, we're we're almost at the end now, so I want to get uh, okay. do do a round robin final thoughts on this. Uh, any 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 other shit in you know do your shit do your little shit post. That no, was the thing. Um, <laughs> I I mean like I I think that um, I mean I think 
a lot can be said about this film and like we could do i feel like three podcasts on this from different perspectives because yeah. there's so many ways to um which is good because this is the first of a three-part series <laughs> for just, part one of the yeah. midsummer podcast yeah uh but i feel like there are many uh lenses uh, uh of yeah. uh, viewing this film and interpreting it where like initially i think i when my initial viewing when i was in college when it first came out i was definitely through much more of like the uh, a I, um, a feminist kind of lens, I guess, of like exploring the themes in regards to misogyny and how women are emotionally abused in society and how that yeah. reflects on it. But and obviously, I don't really think we had much time to go into that, but I don't think yeah. that's a very um, uncommon reading of it either. But also, um, you know, could look through the lens of colonialism. And now, obviously, the way we kind of viewed it was through the ideas of national socialism. But I think that this is a film that definitely warrants um various rewatches um and i think also you know to any listeners out there i do think um the director's cut if you can figure out the complicated way of viewing it um i do think the director's cut is uh worth watching a lot of times um with director's cuts or extended cuts it can be very um indulgent and unnecessary and like just over long or just stupid but i felt that um most of the scenes that were added into this film that um, definitely helped give the story and film much more depth. And um, yeah, but yeah, watch this film many times. Watch a director cut if you can. It's yeah. pretty groovy. And and per per our point last week, where I, where we we isolated the listeners um, to join our our our, uh, our ghost ki- ghost kino commune um, yes. by by saying that. Uh, Myself, Astro, and Era are your only friends. Um, you just got, uh, you just got, at, at, you just got a, a full blessing from your good, your good pal Astro to pirate this, pirate the director. Yes, uh, as a filmmaker, I give you, I give every each and every one of you full blessing to pirate this film. It doesn't hurt anybody. It's like it's like being racist against Italian people. It's okay. It doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, era, era, thank you for uh, rejoining us. Uh, I know. I was like, it happened, and I was like, oh fucking shit. But it's. Uh, all right, we just kept it rolling, but yeah, we'll uh, let you d- give your yeah, final thoughts. Final, final thoughts. Yeah, so um, my final thoughts. Uh, f- yeah, pirate this movie. <laughs> fucking watch the director's <laughs> cut. Uh, and I just, uh, Danny is like hashtag May Queen. Hashtag May Queen. Hashtag Girl Boss. Hashtag May Queen goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the the final thoughts that I'll say is, uh, you know, we must a lot defend, of psychological we, stuff. We must we must defend anthropological po- post grads. No, uh, no, I disagree no, with that. No, 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 They got Not everyone. Ex- everyone got what they deserved. Uh, <laughs> yes, every yes. single one of them. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I would love to get uh, some, you know, some listener mail if you if you had a, you know. I lo- that's what I love about this film, like, and what you were saying, Astro, is that you know, there's a bunch of different ways to approach it. Um, so send your uh, s- send your thoughts to ghostkinopodcast at gmail dot com. Also, um, I want a Schneider cut of this. I want Zack Schneider to come in. Do you just do you say Schneider cut? A Schneider cut? No, it's it's Schneider. <laughs> it's Schneider. Schneider. What was yeah. I saying? Sh- Schneider. Oh, that's how I just You're say Schneider. That's, how, that's just how I say Schneider. I guess. You're talking about like Dan Schneider of of Nickelodeon. Oh, is it spelled different? I have no clue how to talk. Dan is Schneider. Spelled different. Um, the Nickelodeon man. But yeah, we need a Schneider cut of this. Um, I don't even care. He didn't make the movie. I don't care. 
care if there's additional footage. I just want him to cut it and like see what he comes up with. Uh, the last thing I'll say is uh, very excited for um, you know theaters to be open at full capacity so that when that A24 production slate comes up at the beginning of the film, me and all me and all the 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 boys can be hooting and hollering. Oh, I'll be hooting and hollering and just, just going just going absolutely logo. ape shit. You see the A24 logo and you open up a fucking pit in the it's middle like, of the theater. It's like the A24 logo at the beginning of a movie is like the film like it's like the film bro equivalent or uh, of like a star wars fan hearing the uh the the star wars fanfare start at the beginning you're just yeah. like this is it this is it this is it it's time it's time let's go uh yeah Fuck yeah thanks for listening all um who's picking the film next week i am and i have uh i actually have my film chosen um please let I, us know uh i can just tell you now i mean yeah um I want to review. Um, I don't know too much about it, honestly. I've been suggested it by a friend before, but I've looked into it. It's a 1958. Um, it's a 1958 film by a um, a Polish director. Um, it's called Ashes and Diamonds. Mm. And um, interesting. From ver- I've heard a lot of very good things about it. It's a. Uh, it's a let's I'm just going to read the one sentence IMDb plot outline is as World War Two and the German occupation ends, the Polish resistance and the Russian forces turn on each other and attempt to take over leadership in communist Poland. Ooh. And so that's the plot of the film. So I don't think this film will be uh, too difficult to find some uh, sociopolitical analysis. <laughs> in. We, uh, we got it. Got an, we're on a nice little Aryan kick. <laughs> never, never say that to uh, never just, say it. Oh, someone's going to take that uh, that soundbite of it and just fuck. like that yeah, three seconds now, and be like, like, this is what Ghost Kino is about. Been canceled. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ghost Kino podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Have some Hagen dogs.